0: This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013.
1: Welcome to a special episode of In The Conversation. In lieu of taking a break for the holidays, we're going to definitely keep you guys with conversation. It won't be as topical as usual, but it will be a conversation. So stay tuned and stay in with us right here. Me, D Lemon, In The Conversation. Time
2: for the In The Conversation podcast with funny man Damien Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Well, all right. This is Damien Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In The Conversation,
1: the podcast. Greetings and salutations.
2: How are you? Doing very well. And how are you, listener? <sighs> there you go. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. What up? What's going on, man? How are uh, you? We got all the formalities out of the way. Ah, in the conversation. Yes, What's sir. What's the latest,
2: man? How you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good, man. Yeah? It's a little rainy outside. You know, the, the temperatures look cool. Mm. Kind of cool, kind of warm. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm feeling good, despite that.
2: Yeah. yeah I just got out in the, in the, in the climate. Just now. It is luke cool. That's interesting. It is. It's one of those days because when you look at it from the window, it look a lot colder than what it right. really is. So you might suit up uh and it didn't need that. Yeah, I, I think I
1: oversuited. That's the worst. You know what I'm saying? Because then it's raining. It's rainy, so you got your polyester boy on. To keep uh, the rain up off you, but then that shit don't let no breeze through. <laughs> uh,
2: polyester?
1: Yeah, like windbreaker type shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Them shits be burning the fuck out. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> just don't break that fire.
2: No, <laughs> I'm talking about when they get on, they catch you on fire. Them, oh, shits yeah. just,
1: <laughs> argh, them shits stick to well, it. I do not plan to be no, in a fire. Of course you know. And <laughs> I got my strop, drop, and roll game together. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I man. Hey, anyway. you ever been on fire? Not for long. Nah, not for long. For a bit, I had a little,
2: heat. Uh no. Nah, uh yeah. As a kid once, not on fire, but like fingers. I almost burnt my crib down. As a, as a, as a fucking uh, delinquent. Yeah, man. What you do? I had. I uh, wasn't thinking. First of all, I was. When I think about it, I'm like, yo, that shit was absolutely stupid. I had uh, I had carpet in the in the crib. the whole crib had carpet, so it was carpet in the spot. I had uh, some Matchbox cars, and um, I wanted to make like an explosion. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was always you a know, young Knievel Knievel. Yeah, man, I always had a nice cinema mind. You know what I mean? No I might doubt. have watched some shit with an explosion, maybe some eighties shit. I was like, nah, I need to, I need to see this in the flesh. So I put a little bit of. Uh, tissue paper in the windows of the Matchbox car, doused it with a little bit of alcohol, hit that motherfucker with a lighter, exactly what I wanted, but it wasn't as contained as I would've liked, because now shit's catching on to to the fucking rug, I gotta smack it out real fast. Fortunately, I got it done, but I did burn myself a little bit. You know, little mm-hmm. little disappearing flames, nothing too crazy, no degrees on the burn. Mm-hmm. And then I had like a nice burn hole in the <laughs> middle of the carpet. and, and nice some little shit you, evidence. Yeah, you can't, you can't hide that. You know, and then you got to look at that shit as the <laughs> impending ass whipping. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's what you're looking at. Like, ah... I don't burn a
1: hole in my ass. <laughs> Which room was it in?
2: It was in my room. No,
1: okay. fortunately, it was
2: in my room. It okay, wasn't okay.
1: like in the in the living room it in no the show community area where your mama got to step over yeah, it. Every yeah, that'd be day. a problem. Yeah, I almost blew myself up. You almost blew yourself up. I did. I mean, I kind of blew myself up, but it luckily it wasn't as bad. So, you know. We had one of those gas ovens that the pilot never stayed lit. Mm-hmm. So you had to light the pilot every time when you oh, get ready shit. to do the oven. You know, I used to, I, I don't know how to do it, you know what I mean, you, yeah. to, you know, we would boof, you know yeah. do that and then my mama was like, hey, um, go light this incense for me because she was braiding somebody's hair.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I'm like, cool. So I had some cold french fries from Burger King uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, all right, so I might as well warm up my fries while I'm around here messing with fire anyway. Right. So I was—I I had the bright idea because you pass the oven first when you first get in the kitchen. So I turned the oven on. Uh, then I went and got my fries, you know. Then ooh. you know I set them up to go in the oven. Oh, you, was doing a lot. you know what I'm saying? And then I was like, okay, I light the incense, and then I light the pilot from the incense. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So you know,
2: we I... gonna light the incense off with of the the, oh, the stove. stove top. Yeah, the stove uh-huh. top. So you poof,
1: turn the stove on, light the incense. Do do do. Open the joint up the... um. To light the pilot, mm-hmm. and the gas had already built up in that bitch. Right. So I stick the incense in there. Right. <laughs> so the the ball of fire came out with such force. Yeah. That it blew me back. Damn. So I blew back to like the you know the the counters on the other side. So you had
2: some room to get blown back.
1: Though. Yeah, I got blown okay. back. You know, maybe about three feet. I had you know probably four feet in between uh, the oven and the other counters, so it blew me back to the other counters. And by the time the fireball got to me, it was already on the on the reflux. It was like woof, it hit my face and bounced back real quick, but it, it hit me enough to burn all my eyebrows, eyelashes, the front of my hair, all that. Ah. Shit. <laughs> like the first little layer of skin, it wasn't like ah. a like a deep burn where it's yeah. like, but like the first layer of skin on my forehead and ah. on my on my on uh, my eye. My eyelids, that shit was all like a like a bad sunburn. Yeah. That's how it was.
2: So you didn't stay on fire. It just nah, sent your just ass. Me, it just send
1: me. Because by the time it got to the counters, it was coming back. It went as far as it could go. Hey. It's like It's a
2: good thing you had a big ass kitchen. <laughs> it
1: wasn't big, I'm saying, you know, you like the, three, four feet between the cabinet yeah, and the, and that, the that's sheet. that's regular. You gotta have three feet in between be the ca- Yes, you do. That's the law. <laughs> Is that a law? Yeah, you gotta have three feet. So you could open the oven and have space. You can't open the oven and then it'd be hitting on the other cabinets. So if it was two no, feet- No, but you don't need three feet. Yeah, you do. Three feet ain't that big, man. I got to look at a that. A doorway shit. is two and a half feet.
2: Okay. You see what I'm saying? Interesting. So, Did you this, Matt? Matt didn't know it. Don't even worry about I it. I didn't
0: know the exact numbers.
2: <laughs> you didn't even know there was any statute, don't even, Yeah, it, it is. I didn't know that shit. Cause, yeah, because your oven has oh, to I open think, up. Nigga, I think and, we in violation. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back with more information. I think I,
1: think I got a court case. Nah, it might be. Anyway. It might be three feet, man. Right. It's just, three at the, right there. You know what I mean? So, but so, go ahead. Yeah, so it blew me back far enough to just get that first little singe. Shit. And then, you know, now you now you think about the ass whooping and all that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Did you, my mom, she, she was like, she didn't say much. She just was like, all right, shit. And I'm like, damn, my dad got to come home and shit. And then when he got home, he was like, "Shit, I ain't gonna whoop you. That fire, that, that fire, you enough. I bet you won't do that again." <laughs> yeah.
2: So, I ain't do that again. But you, you immediately understood what you did wrong.
1: Yeah, I knew because usually, usually
2: told the story back. How'd you find out
1: what you did wrong? You just no, I I knew you ain't supposed to let the gas build up, but I didn't think it was gonna be a whole lot of time. Because usually, usually, you know, you turn it on and you already there with the fire. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I didn't think it was going to take that long to get the fries out, light the thing. Because usually you turn it on, light the thing, and poof, you know? Right. But, you know, it, it had maybe 30 more seconds to it. Because
2: you took the fries out and did a good arrangement yeah, of yeah, fries I did, I on, the, the, yeah, on the, yeah, on on a the little pan. foil.
1: On, so, that was a good, at least 30, 40 seconds. Exactly. Of exactly pure gas. Was, yeah, pure gas, like 45 Dang. seconds of pure gas. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man.
2: That's crazy. So, that's when you know God look out for the young. Yeah, man. Because if you was in your 30s, <laughs> it'd have been over. They could have been, <laughs> they'd have had you on a the t shirt. They just wouldn't even put you on a t shirt because you'd have known better. This motherfucker
1: should have got that, that shit fixed.
2: Yeah, this motherfucker trying to make a whole grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, you know. Well, he got gas building.
1: But you know, you know, no. that's the thing. Shit. Fire. More fire, More fire. Uh, <laughs>
2: <clears throat> Oh uh, shit, man! You're not really doing too much, you, are you? Uh, because I'm in the midst of doing some holiday shopping. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not really partake. Well, I, right I at partake
1: all. financially in the situation. You know, um, I don't. I'm a Muslim, so I don't technically celebrate Christmas. You know what I'm saying? But, but my wife is Christian, and so you so, up, so the household celebrates Christmas okay. at a certain point. You know what uh, I mean? We we you know go to Atlanta mm-hmm. and you know grandma got all the you know, Christmas accoutrements and the trees and the, all that. Yeah, and then you know of course the kids gonna want something, so you you know contribute on that. Mm. We don't never really do a whole rap gifts and all that. you got give gifts on the on the day though. Not, nah, I mean the kids want things, and on, but on that day it's the they uh, want it by back- that day. Yes. Oh, so that's the due date. So if it came on the twenty-third, it's all good. It don't matter. Like- right. But it usually usually a lot of times they opt for the twenty-sixth to go shopping.
2: Oh, for the deals?
1: For the deals. Wow. So they'll that's get something like- from the grandma, they'll get something from over here and over there. But then the the money that they get from us, or the, you know, what I'm uh-huh. saying they opt for the twenty six to go get it. I now, think my my daughter's getting to the point where she wants a wrapped up gift because uh-huh. that's what she liked to do. She liked to wrap. She like a wrap a gift on a regular Tuesday. So right. she want a presentation. Right. She want to you know, man, to feel like that shit was gifted. in yeah. it. it was a moment. It was a moment. Yeah. Or it don't count.
2: You said. You said
1: what? A, or it don't count. You know. Okay. Yeah. She can ask for something on a regular day. That's how she feel.
2: Right. And that's really all it means too. That's really it. That they feel that way. That's what it is. You gotta. Right. It's the feeling more than the gift. Right. You know. Yeah, that's, man. That's the real shit.
1: It's, uh, but it is, it's weird because you know again we didn't celebrate Christmas growing up, but everybody else did.
2: Where they get the game to wait. Till after the twenty it was that but, who you put know that old Nah, who, it's,
1: okay, it's just you know you as the older kids get old and they understand they could they value could stretch a little longer or they'll get the money on Christmas and then like let's go to the mall. It's just become a thing like let's just go to the mall, okay, and then they'll start getting the stuff that they want or the gift cards that they got, you know what I mean, mm. but then they start seeing shit on sale the blase skip so mm. you know the uh, the younger ones start to fall in like, oh oh, okay, mm. so that's what we doing.
2: You teach your kids about budgeting and and
1: finance like that, because you know I always hear
2: people say, "You know, we ain't learn nothing about personal finance in school. They don't teach taxes and stuff like that. And who's teaching the people? Do you teach your kids that?" We
1: teach them as far as you know, as far as my rudimentary knowledge can go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm not a financial wizard and understanding all of all things finance, and I definitely ain't the best example. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I teach them as far as I know, you know what I mean, and they they do a good job. Mm-hmm. Most, you know, most times, you know, with, with their budgeting and, and spending, that, that part is on point. But you know, all of that, the part that really counts is the part that shit. I'm just starting to learn and compounding and interest and motherfucking, and, you know, investments and making mm-hmm. it making it work for it in perpetuity. Is <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the main part. Like mm-hmm. you, you could save and for a rainy day, and then the rainy day hit, and then spend. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying, you could always have stuff that comes in over time always on a, um, you know, in a passive way.
2: Have your so, money working for right. you.
1: Right. So, you know, those, as I learned those things, I put those things on the table. Uh, but have we sat down and had an official financial course, Muhammad Financial Institution, nah, nah, uh-huh. nah. But we getting, we getting, we getting there because right. the older one is older now. It's talking about you know real estate and how that work and how to how you gonna buy his house next year and shit like that. Oh, well, you know what I mean. So all those conversations now really started coming to play, mm-hmm. and shit. He might be able to teach me. He in school for finance, so shit.
2: Oh well, that's what's up.
1: So that's, he might be that's able the to ultimate teach, he might be able to teach all us.
2: Yeah, that's what's up. <clears throat> yeah, for free. You
1: know what I mean? <laughs> for, for for get back. <laughs> right, <laughs> for, for right. Teach me back nah, like you owe your tax. get <laughs> back. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Hold on, Uncle Sam, take a second. <laughs>
2: Father wants me
1: to. You. Oh, shit, man. Hey, hey, now. Nah. Yeah, it's funny, man, you know. You invest, you invest in all these schools and shit like that. It's weird. Not that you want it back, but shit, it's possible.
2: I mean, but it's also, that's kind of what it's set up for, right? right? That's right. The, that is the pitch. The right. pitch is, this is the school, if you want the win, right. you, if you want some return on your investment, this is the school, if you don't give a fuck, you mm-hmm. go over there and chance it. I think that's part of the pitch, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Uh, yeah, That's man. crazy. It's crazy, man. Uh, <clears throat> I feel two ways about that shit though. You know what I mean? Like it's uh You feel like education should be a, a bit more I guess democratic or at least equal on a certain level. You know what I mean? Like mm. as opposed to another thing to leverage. You know what I'm saying another and another thing to uh to make money off of and to to uh build a divide but I guess that's ba- that's what our that's what a lot of the society is based on the haves and have nots of anything so it's gotta start somewhere
1: yeah if you're gonna have somebody gonna have not
2: Yeah, it's so explicit too, and it's so it's so fucked up how they'll play you know like I see. In particular with children, children's futures and children's well being is one of them things you could truly leverage to get motherfuckers to do some shit because nobody want nothing bad for their child. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like it's almost like I kinda see it in the same I don't say the same vein, but it's kinda reminds me of, you know, like when you go when somebody dies in your family, you go to the see the poor bird, they're like, Well, listen, you know how much did you love this person cuz uh there's tears you know what i mean it's like shit i didn't know i thought the love was enough but i guess the love must match the valuation and uh that's always weird to me but because...
1: god no i mean <clears throat> it, it it's all crazy cuz you know it's relative and it's all how you how you you utilize it and as a parent especially in the beginning as a parent you're in a new city, like you know, a city that you don't really know the roots of, and you know, you know, you're in a neighborhood that you didn't come up in. Right. You don't really know how the shit go. You just here right now, right? you trying to figure it out. So again, that fear, that looming fear, does kick in if you, and it all boils down to what you could stand. You know what I'm saying? As far as how you want to do this, like if you ain't, if you ain't really got it. Then you know you gotta figure out the best situation within what you got. So right. so you go public, and then you try to figure out which best way to get your kid in the best school publicly, right? And you base that on a number of factors. And then you know, but then they start taking niggas to jail for that shit. What you mean? Shit, that lady in Ohio. When she, you know, growing up, people always use somebody else's address to get into another school. Oh, they trying to make an example. They gave that lady in
2: Ohio five years for doing that shit. Wow. (laughs) Which one, the person, the addressee or the person using the fake address? The
1: person, the black lady that used the the, uh, fake, not a fake address, another address to get her kid in a school in a better neighborhood.
2: So they hit her with five.
1: They hit her with five.
2: What happens to the kid? Kid gets caught up in the system. The kid,
1: now? Not, I guess the kid goes, I don't know. That's the question. The kid could get caught up in the system. I and don't then know. My
2: other question is, what happens to the person who owns that address? Did that address owner nah, all the
1: cops? No, 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 no. I think it was the grandma or something like that. I think it was somebody related to her, the address she used, but uh-huh. he didn't live there. Right. But then you know how the hating haters is. We know right. they they in the good school, they want to keep it to themselves. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Who's the black kid and where he from? from? Right. And then, you know, they start to find out he lives, you know, in over here. In the hood. In the hood. Oh, he he violating and perpetrating. (laughs) We about to, you know what I'm saying? We about to snitch.
2: Motherfucker stealing education. Right.
1: And then they go tell the principal, oh my God, how you know what I mean? And then it's a thing. So again, it's based on, you know, how you gonna play it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So for me at the time we had you know a few resources to say all right let's see what this private thing is looking like and and we figured it out from there how to how to maneuver move, maneuver through that until you know we by the time the third one came mm-hmm. and that shit is you know saying that shit was a game changer as far as what you could afford. Mm-hmm. Now we started looking in the public space and then realized that it was a better way to approach it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And realized how to move. We was a little more experienced. We was a little more versed. We had been to, you know what I'm saying, hundreds of PTA, parent, none of that. You know what I'm saying? So we we knew a lot better how to move in it. And, and you
2: had two children right above that could right. also help.
1: Right. You know what I'm saying? And then it you know, so it's you know, it's it, it it's based on what you think. And it's, and like you say, it's, it's a whole, socially, it's a thing where it gets weird, too. I mean, actually, on the way here, mm-hmm. I was on the train, and the train was relatively empty. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, I'm in there, you know, I'm the black guy with the, you know, you know with my, my stunner looks on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, I'm sitting by myself, I'm on the phone listening to some ratchet music. Uh-huh. And then th- this family, this white family, get on at J Street. And then I'm looking at the dude. I'm like, man, I know that dude, man. Uh-huh. He got a little older, but I was like, I know that dude. Uh-huh. And then, but you know, I'm mind my business and shit. And then I look up and I see the mother. I'm uh-huh. like, oh shit, I definitely know the mother. Uh-huh. And they, they, the daughter who was in the middle, went to school with my oldest son at the private school. Uh-huh. And um, they still kind of cool, like you know that uh-huh. whole little group of kids. Uh-huh. And so I tapped the mom because she was sitting right in front of me. Like you know, hey, how you doing? And they looked at me like, oh shit, what the fuck? <laughs> like I'm about to do a pitch, and I'm like, nah, I'm gonna say, I'm, you know, I'm miss dad. Excuse
2: that. me. I'm lady. gonna
1: miss dad, you know. And they're like, oh shit, blah, blah. Then you know, they had the whole conversation. But then when you when you having these types of conversation, right. one, it sometimes it feels like those people already were like, how the fuck you even get here right. to this school in the first place? Really? So there's always that. That little level of you know, scrutiny. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, eh. And then what after you did? after you leave the school, then it's almost like, yeah, ha, look at that. Huh. Right. Guess they run their course. And then so, you know, first question is, you know, uh, how's the mayor where is he at? Right. Okay, how do you wind up? He he's exactly. He's fine. Yeah. He's at Hampton University. Right. He's on the way home now. Oh my god! Yeah, we just went and picked her up from school. <laughs> but, then, but then they still? They not done. You know right. what I'm saying? It's the, the, the Like how old are the other kids? i like, oh yeah, fourteen to ten. Mm-hmm. Da, da 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 da. You know, I, you know, I figured it in that, but I knew. and I could have hit them straight ahead with what they really wanted to know, uh-huh. but I, you know, what I'm saying? I was like, I know they ain't gonna take it that far. Right. You know, on the train. You know what I'm saying? Right. Come on, man! Right <laughs> now, they want to get specific with it. Hilarious.
2: So, what schools are they at?
1: Right. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, so did go there? Yeah, went there. Okay. You know, but you know, they, that's it, how it, it goes. It was a slow walk. That's no, how it goes. It it, yeah, it wasn't immediate. They 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 paced it, but it got there quick though. Uh huh. And then the school where my middle son is 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 probably one of the best <laughs> schools in New York City yeah, yeah, yeah. on the public side, yeah. but you have to test to get in it. Yeah, and. Not that many kids like lot thousands of kids test a few mm. get in you know what i'm right. saying and then out of that you know say 900 got in mm-hmm. only 10 of them was black mm. you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's very you know what i'm saying it's it's a rare space mm-hmm. so you know when i hit them with that usually if it's a friendly conversation they'll be like oh that is good. Right. you know what i'm saying if it's a if it's a um if it if it's a nosy conversation and it, and then it's like you know it, it turns into, oh my God, that is so ha. But when it's when you could tell that it's a, when you struck a nerve mm-hmm. is when that shit goes to silence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, that's, hey, that's, stop this. Mm. it want even a hmm a response. It was just like a like a blank like a uh-huh. wide open wide open blank stare then This motherfucker beat us. And then I come on and continue on to, you know, where my daughter was at. <laughs> but it was like Wait, what what is like but in that in that space That is what it is, and that's what it is the whole ride. Like, from the time you get there, I guess, until the time y'all, you know, see how the motherfuckers turn out, right? right, right, right. But they looking at you, you look relatively urban, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you ain't supposed to do that or something.
2: How did he get through this motherfucker?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah but you know that's funny it, it's like you said you know what I'm saying it should be it should be democratic, all good. you know Everybody what I'm saying it should, should be good yeah, like you know what I'm saying you ain't paying my bills and you know what I'm saying you ain't around here reading no books with me I'm so on your ass. why should it matter and i ain't even think about it like being yeah. on your ass i'm again every parent is thinking about okay how do i how do i do the best for my kids you yeah know what but I'm it's
2: saying? also got to have a bit of uh what's the name of that shit um, it's like everybody go there now, but it used to be, it used to be the shit for basketball. The young kids, what was the name of that shit? It's like when you in that tournament, like AAU. AAU. Like right. when you see the motherfucker was going AAU, then you realize, <laughs> okay, they move with intention. This ain't no street ball shit. Right. This motherfucker, it's it's like you're on the on you're the, the track. Trajectory- you on the path. Right. You're not fucking around. This is a this is a specific path. We not just for no reason over here, we right. here, we laced up, right. you know what I mean, and it's and it's kind of it's kind of one of those things, like you said, depending on the sensibility of the conversation. That information is taken a different type of way, but it's
1: it's information. Right, it's definitely (laughs) it meant something, yeah. Yeah, Because in in this society, all of it means something. Because even if you go AAU, then it's which AAU team you on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If you rivers Riverside, you know what I'm saying. New Heights, Gaucho's, you know what I'm saying. There's some elite Uh AAU teams that are
2: uh, sneaker sponsored. and then diluted the AAU. I, Not, didn't I even mean, know
1: that. no, it's, it, it's an elite level of AAU. And then there's it's where the elite level is you playing on the AAU squad that's directly affiliated with Nike, Adidas, right. or Undama. Period. period. That's yeah. the top of the food chain. Yeah, and then if. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Then there's the ones under there that might have a sponsorship, you know what I'm saying, from right. one of those brands. And then there's the, the Wildcat teams that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That out here recruiting, trying to get the good players, young. You know what right. I mean. And but the older you get in that space, it starts to trickle out to just the elites, and then right. the, the the second tier of elite. And yeah, and it, it matters. Like even when you go to high school and you play on, you you go to a high school, they want to know which AAU squad you are on. Right. You know what I'm saying. And then that affects how you get treated within that system. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. It's it's a you know. All of it, all of these things out here has these labels and all that, but right. you know we should.
2: You it's know. you know I guess the goal is not to let you just gotta run your own race and whatever it is, right. and not let that shit affect you, even if, well not define yourself by it, even if it's something that you aspire to, you know what I mean? You, it's you gotta it's tricky, and I'm not talking about school anymore. I'm just uh-huh. talking about in life now, yeah. like. You know, don't closely define your own worth Mm -hmm. with the the cachet of the designation. Right,
1: and it's it's a trip because a lot of that type stuff, man, it's bullshit. You know, and for me, absolutely, it's not none of it. You can define yourself. You have to define your own shit. I learned, I learned from from Jordans, my first pair of Jordans, Mm -hmm. that all this shit is a costume show. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because at that time, you had a particular style. You know what I mean? You had philas, ballys, and shit like that. But then you get us to a certain space where most people don't even understand ballys. So, you know what I mean? Certain stuff, dude, like, it just fly over people's head until right. you're in a certain space. So <clears throat> say I lived in Carroll City, and I'm going back and forth between Liberty City, Brown Sub, Carroll City, pretty much every other day. And you get different reactions for different things. So you go, mm-hmm. if you're in the city and you got on Fila's, eh, you know what I'm saying, might not carry as much weight. Like n- Niggas could look past it because you, you know, it's other shoes that niggas was wearing that mm-hmm. might not have been as expensive or as, as famous as Fila's, but there was more hood and mm-hmm. what they was into. Mm-hmm. Out my space, Fila's will get you a nice little pass wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. All right, you mm-hmm. got on Fila's sweatshirt, oh you fresh. All right, it's special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then it wasn't until motherfucking Jordans came, Mm -hmm. and once the Jordans came, them shits was a passport across any hood. Mm -hmm. Everybody understood, everybody knew, everybody gave you the same kind of propers just based off the shoes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You go in the hood, in the city, wherever wherever you at, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Girls gonna look at it the same way, dudes gonna look at it the same way. I'm like, ah, this shit is a costume show, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So. Relative to where you at, there's a certain costume that will work. And and for you know, for certain things, you know, you you, you play in it. Okay, I'm gonna go here. All right, if I'm gonna go do this sales meeting at such and such company, you know what I'm saying, the you know, the the culture of that place is like this, like that, and these particular things will stand out as being okay, he's one of us, but he's, you know, also pretty could be successful at whatever he's doing. Cause mm-hmm. I understand these little, these little benchmarks. Right. So, you know, you do it for specific things. But then, it's, then when I went out on my own as an entrepreneur, I realized that none of that really mattered. You know what I mean? You really had to define something that that people saw you and was like, okay, that's him. That's right. because a lot of times, even though you could dress it up and look like a businessman, look do all that, you know what I'm saying, they still sizing you up by other factors that you weren't going to be able to measure up to as far as like, okay, how many people are on your staff? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where's your office? Right. You know what I mean? So they started sizing you up like that. The questions are different now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm, 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 I used to have an office in the city just to, Debate yeah. that question, right, but at a certain point, it's like, man, I don't need this shit, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. so I'm working out of Brooklyn, you know right. what I'm saying, that was before Brooklyn was you know what I'm saying <laughs> <Whoa>. Brooklyn before <laughs> Brooklyn was cool, Brooklyn or yeah. where you know hipsters and everybody Ooh. else could be there. It's like you in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but again, you just had to be i I' looked at it as okay, I'm gonna do me, I'm gonna look like me, I'm gonna come up with my own little style and flavor I'm going you know what I'm saying have my own approach to the shit, and instead of going out there and selling as how they would want to see it, I'm gonna draw them in here. Basically like, you know what I'm saying, you had like the medicine man in the village Mm -hmm. who live off remotely and shit. Motherfuckers, you hear about them, you don't never see them. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers got to come out there, you go out there, you know what I'm saying, three days on a mule and shit and meet the (laughs) niggas. You know what I'm saying? I I decided to set my shit up like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That way, you define your own shit. Motherfuckers, when they get to you, they already know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) This nigga here with the crazy hair and the glasses. Niggas out the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's different. (laughs) Out in the wild, that's you know what I'm saying? Because that's how they look at you anyway. No matter, no matter how you dress it up, hmm. if you ain't in the, it's no one way that you're gonna clear all of the check marks. So, like, if I'm doing, you know, some advertising agency shit, y'all yeah, could clear that. But then when you go to fucking someone like Estee Lauder, ain't no way to really clear those bounds unless you already in it for the most part. Like, you know what I'm saying? there's a very specific, tailored type of look that goes along with it. So even mm-hmm. when you throw on your your nice suit and your Ferragamos and shit, you're still going to have to pimp in your stride. And, you know what I'm saying? You just, you're going to be like, ah, oh, he from the wild. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> that's right, a right. very buttoned up type of environment. Uh-huh. And no matter what, you're going to be from the wild, so you might as well be from the wild. Embrace it. You know what I am mean? saying? And once I embraced it, I became, I became more successful at what I was doing.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's real. Acceptance is key.
1: In all phases and sectors of
2: life. life. Mm. <laughs> teachable moment at minute 30. No doubt. That's so, what we're going to do we're going to do teachable moments at every <laughs> every 30 minutes. Y'all look and check your clock like,
1: "Oh, shit." Oh man. That Uh-oh. is the goal. What's no. your holiday looking like, man?
2: My holiday's looking cool. Uh, you know, it's cool. It's uh I'm trying to just take it as it comes. We're going to have the family over on Christmas. You know, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, well,
1: Christmas was yesterday.
2: Uh, was it? Well, <laughs> then. Okay. Well, shit. We had the family over yesterday. <laughs>
1: no, no. Now you, the day we were recording, will be. Yeah, this be, is in the chamber. Hey, yeah, this, this is the is, chamber. Yeah, that, that.
2: this is like that. That Wu Tang album that Scarelli bought. This was a, tucked away. This is a million dollar appy.
1: All right. So you got you having a family over?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm having a family over. Uh, you know. Uh, something to eat. Kick it. Try to think about what we are gonna do as far as entertainment goes. We might do some more of the board games. I haven't done all of the uh the Christmas shopping yet. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, that's when you really felt you really uh for me at least you start to realize, damn, do I do I know these people? Like I know these people, <laughs> but what the fuck do we be talking about? Because I'm trying to figure out what their interests are. <laughs> I'm coming up with not much, you know what I mean? Or or more of the same, you know what I mean? Certain people, you kind of almost give the same shit every year because it is what it is, it's consistent, but you want to shake it up every so often. Sometimes I like to shake it up. Sometimes the shake up, though, is such a gamble. You got to be committed to it, but it could be such a gamble. You could go with Old Faithful, or you could say, you know what? I know, I know what you. I know some shit. Mm-hmm. So you shake it up, and then when they crack that gift open, right. and it mm. don't resonate, be <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, what,
1: what am I to do with this?" Yeah.
2: Well, that's that's a uh, that's a class. See, so you know, because you had said that one time <laughs> that you had. So I got you a class to to do the whole. It's six weeks. It's a class. Yeah. Now it's kind of far off from where you live, but it's a, it's a it's a curriculum that at after 6 weeks of going out your way you will be moderately better at some shit that you took a passive fancy to so i i hope you appreciate that
1: my brother, i i i i stopped doing that 10 weeks ago i did it it wasn't interesting no more you know what i'm saying it took too much time my wife was tripping you know
2: Ah oh, shit, I done got you a, a fucking a, a craft cooking crack class and you telling me you don't cook crack no more.
1: Nah, you know Sunny moved on, man. Opiates are in now. Oh so I mean I Do they have other classes dear? They have. Can it. I kind of exchange it? No,
2: no, you can't really exchange
1: crack related
2: mm. items. Okay. Due to the whole uh stigma of crack.
1: Yeah, I was, you know.
2: They had a fentanyl intensive there too, but the shit went yeah. fast. I had, I know. I yeah, man, know.
1: I just, I just, I got out of the game, man. It you was just too much. You man.
2: don't strike me as an opioid user.
1: I mean, I gave up on all of it. I'm, I'm just trying to go straight, man. You know.
2: Shit,
1: life is good. I'm living my best life.
2: What school are you? Are your children in?
1: Oh, uh, man, um, I, I ain't seen my kids in a couple of weeks, but uh-huh. you know, wow. I think they still over at the schoolhouse right across the street from the crib. Oh, right. well. Yeah. Is the crib
2: still the crib?
1: I think so. You know, I've been, you know, it's been hard out here, D. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I appreciate your, your efforts and you yeah. me the class and all that, but really, I just needed $10, bro.
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn it. See, so you got to know the people you're shopping for is what, <coughs> what we're saying. You need to know. If you know, you know, as the great Pusha T once preached.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. No doubt. No doubt. Oh, shit. So, you know, you got the whole holiday things. You got New You got resolutions or you don't participate in resolutions? I, my
2: resolution is to get into the next year. My resolution for, 20, for 2019 is to make it to 2020. That's what it's always kind of been. Uh, and it's, you know... I just want to do my thing, you know what I mean. But you know, same. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. Oh. Uh it's the same shit. So, you know, it's funny because niggas ain't gonna really share with you the resolutions that's been bombing
1: <laughs> year after year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they ain't gonna be like, well, you know, I gotta keep them shits close to the vest because oh, shit, shit ain't really clicked off since seventeen. You like, God damn it. Hey, nah, man. I think uh, my, my my most outside of getting to the next year. My most consistent is just killing the time between idea and execution. Mm -hmm. That's really that. That's the big one, you Mm -hmm. know, because everything else is uh, as a result of that. Right. You know what I mean? What about you?
1: Resolutions, I go through them on a daily basis, but I really partake in them around about September, around, you know. Right. You say that's where your year starts. Yeah, when you start right there. But this year, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do, I, I had a, I had a, a fourth quarter that didn't turn out how I wanted it to turn out, and then so you get down to the like the last two weeks of December and shit. Well, like right around now, well, right around the last few weeks of December, thirteenth through the, through the new year, where people start to slow down, mm-hmm. start to uh, plan their holidays and. And deals you t- typically slow down for right. me during that era, right. you know what I'm saying? Um, but this year, I kept swinging. I just kept on swinging at defenses, and uh, and I'm just pushing all the way through. I, I'm not even going to stop right. for, through, for these holidays, you know what I mean? I pushed through. I got a couple of big things on the table that, that came through at a time when i thought you know what i'm saying the year was dead in the water Buzzer beaters. beat us you know what i'm saying yeah i was you know, like oh show right right where you See know what, what i'm saying do? so i'm going to just continue that momentum i'm not going to slow down um cuz for me my things are, are are changing you know what i'm saying usually your shit be more about yourself and your personal development right i'm um you know lately you know what i'm saying the the ideas and the the movement has has Been expanding more out to you know how can I, how can I do better and be better, on a wider stage. How can I affect more people? How can I help other motherfuckers do better and be better? So I'm working on that, man. I'm working on. I was like you know writing out how I want to do it going forth, Mm -hmm. and and really you know, shit, man, do the shit how how I really see it at a big level as opposed to just swinging at the day to day the day to day issues. You know what I'm saying? Usually be, you know, I want to do better at this and I want to do better deals. I want to make more money and I want to, you know what I mean? But now I just want to, um, I want to get bigger and better for everybody. For everybody that's involved within this ecosystem of what I'm doing. I i can't say the world, but I could make shit better for motherfuckers that's right.
2: <laughs> you know I like that superhero. <laughs> no, it ain't modifications. Like, look, I ain't saving the world, but nah, cause lo- y'all niggas around, y'all lot of, cool.
1: Nah, a, lot, a lot of times when you young, when you young, you 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 set out. You're like, I'm going I'm a change the world, right? And you do, but it don't be at the level how you think. You know, you thinking, yeah, I'm you know yeah. I'm changing you know, Japan, China, da 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 da. Usually you start changing the shit right there where you at, which starts to bubble out. You know what I mean? Right, and. Growing up and when you start really looking back at life after you grown and shit, mm-hmm. and you start going through like we talk a lot about, you know what I'm saying, the music and you know what I'm saying shit we seen and all that shit. But it's just like the biggest movements that I were able to witness started in very small places, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like when you at the skating rink in Miami and, and ghetto style is just playing this music and all y'all, you know, just end up having fun. And then you realize that that was the beginning of the bass music, and mm. bass music was invented right there in that room. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like damn, you know. And then you see how far it goes, and you know what I'm saying? How far Luke went, and then how 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 like you know French Montana is using the song that you, you know what I'm saying? You saw the first time they ever played that shit, you was there. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Now he using it in his song. It's you know, it's all over again. So it's like damn, these bigger things start from very Small moments, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like that beat for um, you know what I'm saying? The don't stop, pop that pussy, that beat. Uh, the the dude who made the beat made it for some dancers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they was just they used to go around town and dance, just local dancers, local dancers and shit. And um, they were um, uh, I I want to say their name, but I'm not sure. If I'm mixing it up, so I'm not gonna say their name. But they were dancers, and um, and then. After they had a show that was popping, like they go win all the talent shows. That's when, you know what I'm saying, talent shows was the shit. Right. Go, they go around town and to win all the shits. And then I guess Devastator, who made the beat, get sold it to Luke for the record. And then Luke made the song. And the night they played it in Luke's club, the dancers was there and they were so hot. You know what I'm saying? They was like mad because what became a big international song. Started out as just their routine, their their routine music,
2: with the same with, without the ad libs at all. No, nah, right, it was
1: just the beat, the beat by itself with no words on it was just crazy.
2: What record is this? Don't stop, pop that. I want to, I want to. So what was what was part of the beat before? Uh, all, the, I, all, of the I want to rock, I want to rock. That was going. The I wanna rock
1: was there. Okay, all that was there, but mm. it was no words. It was just no bass and breakdown.
2: I want to rock, I want to rock that. Mm.
1: Without doodle the no doodle brown, no, none of that. Nah, just the beat. I have to say. No, of course, with the words on it, of course, it's okay, a whole nother level. But I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is I know what you're saying is that they had the whole city on fire right. just off the beat uh-huh. and them dancing to it. Right. Because the beat was crazy. Like, you just, if you strip all the words, even if you put the instrument on, it's not going to be the same with him saying the words on it. No, I did. If you heard the beat by itself, the shit was crazy by itself.
2: It's like when uh, Angie Martinez had the beat to the Ten Crack Commandments mm-hmm. for the hot five and nine. Right. It was crazy, but it became way different when yeah, it became of Ten Crack Commandments. When it's, when it's a and song. you've seen, it, you seen yeah. it when it was just a seed. Right. Is that the biggest movement you think you've seen in your life from the inception? Because that's a... That's a long like uh you see it from the in- or basically the inception to where
1: it's become a mm-hmm.
2: full-on genre.
1: That's the only one that I was there in the mix as is, you know what I'm saying, outside of, you know, hip hop on a whole. But that was the one I was there. I wasn't Up in close. the park in the Bronx, you right. know what I'm saying? I was in the skating rink, though. Uh You know what I'm saying? Yeah, (laughs) He was in that bitch. I was in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? So I seen that firsthand. Now, you could watch and understand other ones. Right. Like, you could see how, you know, a lot of that Atlanta stuff popped off. right? You know what I mean? I wasn't in those clubs, per se. It was just close enough to it to understand how it went and be like, oh, shit. Right. You know, I understood how, um, you know... That was the only one I was there, and was in it, right. you know what I'm saying the Miami mm-hmm. music culture, you know all that I was there for that, That's um but you know I'm a fan of that, I'm a fan of uh how shit start the mm-hmm. spark, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. where where it sparked that, you know what I'm saying, how you know like the bouncing bank head, you know what I'm saying becomes a where all that type shit comes from, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, or like you know. Um, Just Shaka and Sean being able to take over Hot 97 in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When Radio One brought the hip hop station in Atlanta, they let two young motherfuckers basically run it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The program director and the music director were two young motherfuckers about 22 years old
2: mm-hmm.
1: running a, a station that's 100,000 watts in a city that's a major city in America. is unheard of. And the way that they put it all together, it felt that way. It felt young. It felt like when you land in Atlanta, it sounded like you in Atlanta, nigga. It didn't mm. sound like nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? They telling you all oh, what's going down that weekend to that song. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, we gonna be at five nine nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's, up, what's up? Yeah. What's up? What's up? What's up? We gonna catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that shit wasn't happening nowhere else. You was going to, yeah. and that, I think that changed how you know what I'm saying hip hop radio. You know, expanded outside of New York and and uh, in other places. Mm. That energy.
2: Yeah. yeah, local radio is dope, especially so, when it's in tune. Right. Yeah, 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 that's that's big.
1: You know, I mean, <clears throat> I guess that I mean that's the, the you know that you've seen it from the start. You know, you've seen like little stuff like you know how niggas went from just phones to to texting that whole right. two way era. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Cause when they were, when all the people were saying that it was the digital divide and you know, black people don't use computers and da 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 the internet, but even when they were saying that, everybody I knew used the phone or used a, a, a messaging service to connect to the you know saying to other people. So I was like, the digital divide wasn't big as they tried to make it. Mm. And like now that that plays into now like even now, black people over-index on. How they use the phones to get into the world, as far as the internet and as far as apps and shit like that. They over-indexing that shit because that's how it started for them.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So there you go. You gave me that the white people blank stare. (laughs) Nah, I just let you rock out. I thought she was gonna keep going. I was letting Uh, you rock. I knew that. I knew that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I hear you, dog. You know what I'm saying. (laughs) I thought you was going to take it to the next I thought nah, you got to hit me with it i you know, sometimes you need I hear you you know what I'm saying? I you know what
2: Preach. I've been listening back to it. sometimes I be doing too much right you know true right right nah, sometimes you you got to let the, let that let the listener go ahead like go ahead you know let the motherfucker let the let the mic smoke all right now
1: see that's that's right. that's the dude who I'm gonna be I always try to be that dude in the audience yeah I know I'm going to be out there doing their best everybody give them a little simple clap uh uh-huh.
2: All right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see what
1: you're doing. For sure,
2: for sure. Wee! <laughs>
1: oh, man. <Mm-mm.
2: laughs> oh, shit. You ever? Let's think about this. You know, they are visionaries, mm-hmm. right? There's people that claim to have vision. I think the difference between a person that claims to have vision and a visionary is a person that pulls the trigger when they see the vision from deep mm-hmm. as opposed cause there's times and I've definitely been guilty of you can see the shit happening, mm-hmm. you're like, I see that shit. You'll report on it. Mm-hmm. But you might not partake in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um I was just something to think about. That's all I was just I was just no, thinking hey, about it. Hey. Like uh how often do you double down on the vision? See, this
1: this is my thing. There's vision that you can see. You know what I'm saying? There's things that you can see and you know it's gonna pop. But everything ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? I've tried to be part of things that I see, you know what I'm saying, pull tr- triggers on things that I see that's there. Sometimes it's not the time, sometimes it's not for you. Sometimes, you know <clears throat> somebody else can carry that vision out a lot right. better than than what you could just because you saw it. Um I've definitely pulled the trigger on shit that that did not work, which seems like damn, my vision was off. But then it's now is like, yeah, eight and ten years later is like some shit motherfucker getting hundreds of millions of dollars off of, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, sometimes it, it don't always work. As you' gonna be labeled the visionary because you saw it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Being getting that label takes seeing it and seeing it through, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and being a part of it all the way through. There's you know, there's Things you've been, I've been a part of that shit, that hit and it's gone. But you can't really claim because you didn't all the way ride all the way through with it. You know, you got it going and then that's it. So I ain't gonna be mad at it. I'm gonna keep on being a visionary and shooting at the shit that I feel like it's for me. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Bird. Word out. Thank you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> talk that talk. It right, ain't no talk to talk. I'm just saying. I was thinking about it today, man. What do you think? I, you know, when I started 21st Century Hustle, right? I mm-hmm. thought that was some old visionary shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? And it was. And, and um, you know, today there's a brand out there called The Hustle. You know what I'm saying? Some white boys. Um, they just did Hustle Con in Brooklyn um, a couple weeks ago. Mm. You know, like shit like that would have made me mad, you know, 10 years ago. Mm. But because when I was doing it, you know what I'm saying? It was. It was very difficult selling through the concept of something called the hustle, you know, because it was, you know, too associated with crime or whatever, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But coming from me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, people, who, you know, you should change the name, da 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 Everybody ain't no hustler. Mm-hmm. Some people just work. But, you know, hus- having hustle wasn't as people know now, having hustle ain't really got to do with what you're doing. It's how you're doing it. And and at that time, you know, it's just The wherewithal wasn't there to see it all the way through until it became a mainstream thing for me, Mm -hmm. you know. But that's that's how it goes. You kept with it though, or yeah, Yeah, I mean, I kept with it, but not as far as that brand. Uh Not as far as that brand, I pretty much abandoned it as a brand. Okay, you know what I'm saying? It's still a personal um, manifesto, Mm -hmm. but we remixing it. The same concept is remixed now into what we doing now. So. It ain't nothing to it. It's just the vernacular, and how I was how I was labeled, and how I was branded, and all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear that. Pete
2: Rose was Charlie Hustle. Do you know that?
1: Yeah. Okay. I know that. I'm just talking shit,
2: brother. <laughs> just out here, we have a good conversation. <laughs> 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 oh shit, man. I don't want to talk about nothing too topical. You know that shit is old in the past. Twenty
1: nineteen, baby, coming up. Twenty nineteen,
2: coming soon. Twenty twenty on its way too. Yeah, twenty twenty sounds so crazy. Damn. Did you used to watch twenty twenty growing up? The new shows, Barbara Walters. Yeah, sometimes that was the shit.
1: When they had somebody good on, somebody like Eddie Murphy or something you know, somebody that you would related to.
2: I always like shows like that. I've always said, you know, if we could have a a true video, I would think. one of my aspirations for in the conversation, we go to a video is uh, CBS Sunday Morning for real niggas. What happened? That's how we went. say it again. CBS Sunday Morning for real niggas. Hey, we should talk. We've talked. We're talking right now. This is it. I we mean, got an yeah, hour. I never heard niggas. this from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I've said this before. <laughs> not to me. Yeah, I did. You were like, well, what's CBS Sunday Morning? You heard not, this is this 2020.
1: Huh? Hey, twenty twenty.
2: It's the same thing. It's like a magazine show, right? Like a sixty minutes, like a but you know CBS Sunday Morning has been going on for a while. It's one of my favorite shows, and I don't even want to make it just you know just a, just a different approach on that, just a wider scope or just a more uh, targeted scope. I don't even you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still out there. I mean, I should. I see they had Cardi B on the most recent episode. So they out there, they paying attention.
1: Okay. Yeah. we in the conversation Sunday morning.
2: Mm. Hollow. There we go.
1: I need to look that up and see what that's about.
2: You should check it out. Every Sunday, uh, was it nine nine thirty something on, on like that? On what channel
1: is this? CBS in this?
2: channel two. Channel two. You know when the trumpets come on, that
1: is on. How they go? Speaking of which, and
2: that's interesting that we we uh, we horn cousins. Who cool horn cousins? In the conversation of CBS Sunday Morning, in the conversation <laughs> <they> has <have some laughs> CBS Sunday Morning has more of a trumpet. <laughs> Matt, what you know about CBS Sunday Morning? Anything?
0: I'm not awake on Sunday mornings, and if I am, I'm watching sports.
2: Oh, I don't even know how that. I take all of that. That felt loaded. I mean, First
0: of all, the loaded. sports ain't
2: even
1: cracking. First of all, he's telling, calling you old.
2: No, I don't think that's what
1: he was It's saying.
0: called soccer on Sunday morning, thank you very much. There are sports then.
1: What time is that?
0: I mean, it starts at like 7.30. Uh,
1: soccer on S- Sunday morning, soccer. brother. I mean, that ain't even a sport. <laughs> 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 I remember. <laughs> Who
2: calls that shit? <laughs> no, Bob, I'm one of the last motherfuckers that accepts. I'm so out the soccer loop, man. Shout out to West Child. He been early. He had the vision on soccer.
1: Yeah, I, I never got what Atlanta won the whatever championship. Exactly. They hyped. <laughs> something.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they excited. They won something. Mm. Soccer related. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, CBS Sunday Morning is good shit. Anyway, uh We're at the 53 minute hour here on uh the shit talk episode. We got some time in it. Matt, what you doing for the uh these uh these moments that this this uh podcast is out these holiday moments what are you gonna be doing
0: so i'll be heading home to my parents but it's gonna be a little weird because my parents just closed on a new house yesterday so a child at home is being sold mm. so it's gonna be a little mm. weird
2: you getting a cut sad
0: i mean my parents uh my parents support me enough i can't exactly ask for a cut until they're until they're dead oh wow oh,
1: got <laughs>
0: until that inheritance i uh <laughs> I think I'll, I'll just be very grateful with what, I, what they do give me already. Try to stay in the will. Exactly. I'm, Is there a will? I mean, my dad's a lawyer. There's a will. There's a will?
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So, are they downsizing or are they are they they going to still have a space for you or are you just... Got to sleep on the so, so roll the, out couch.
0: The intent was to downsize, but then they ended up getting a bigger place. So, oh, okay, so y'all still have room for y'all. Yeah, it, it was more. My dad has a bad knees. They wanted to get all the main living space on one floor. Right. Mm. So they have to deal with stairs. Right. So I'm just, I'm still gonna have my own bedroom there. Okay, that's good. I'm, good I'm, I'm still feeling the love. Yeah. A
2: sell and pick up pretty fast. They did it at, That was pretty fast. How long was the house on the market? How long did it take them to pick something else up? Well,
0: they haven't. They haven't actually sold the sold the. Old house yet They're just Moving moving in soon though right. They're gonna put it On the market soon what They're preparing it, it. Okay Yeah. So all right, all right. It's Gonna be a little bit of a, weird, a weird holiday season though
1: That's all good That's exciting My dad sold my childhood home And ain't give a <laughs> He moved He moved Got a new family And filled the other house up So you Gotta let it go sometimes
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Take some photos Of them posters you on the wall Ride by Look at it You know what I'm saying It's very, it's very uh sentimental. No, it's very disorienting, you know what I'm saying? Because usually when you go to your city where you from, you you feel like you got a home base. You Uh know what I'm saying? Even if you don't really go there a lot or Uh you don't live, you don't stay there while you there, it's still like a home base. Like you go back to your old hood, you got a home base, like Mm -hmm. okay, boom, see in the front yard, you know what I'm saying, walk in, you know what I mean. I'm gonna be round the corner at the house. When you don't have that no more, it's just like you go back to the old hood, you dependent on somebody being around and ready to to, recognize to, you. to, to accept you into their space. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you just you go in, you, just, you roll around, humble, knock on some doors, nobody ain't answering, make some calls. You're like, okay. You dude, know, I, once upon a time. I guess I got to leave. Get
2: the fuck out <laughs> yeah, of Leon here. Yeah,
1: leave your own hood. You look
2: like, you look like a, uh, a stranger. Like, yeah, that's right
1: the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, man. When my dad he moved to a new spot. It was actually it was better. I'm saying sentimental reasons aside, it was it was better because it was damn sure a better neighborhood. And it was uh it just was a different environment. It just felt different. Like your whole your whole vibe felt different. It's like it changed the uh the direction of your your family feel you know what I'm saying? Mm. Cause like the house we lived in, he he never really did a lot of entertaining then and shit like that. It was you know just a house you know is where you grew up. But then in new houses you know what I'm saying it's set up for different shit you know what I'm saying had more people over kind of shit. Just felt like ah oh, my family is alive like it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Well okay you know you invite people even though it was far as fuck when you invite people over they stay a while cuz it was fast it as far. was a journey you know what I'm saying it was a journey but then you know it felt good you know what I'm saying it, it looked felt like the air felt different you know mm-hmm. and even though the route to get there was a lot different you know so get there you had all these canopy trees you know what I'm saying over to this long ass street you know it was it was nice you know that was your favorite place out of Yeah, I mean, I never really lived. I lived there maybe three months when I came home from Uh, college, but I didn't live there. You know, I visited. Oh, okay. But it just felt different. Like, to come home, like, when you come home to visit, it just felt like, oh, shit, all right. It's cool. It
2: felt like an escape.
1: Yeah, like an escape. You know what I mean? Then they moved again to a whole other city, so it's like, shit. Now you just go there. That's like the- On the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's cool. Mm -hmm. It's nice. It's a nice house. Got a lot of space for everybody, but it's not in Miami. Hmm. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yep. I ain't got my own room there for sure.
2: At this point. <laughs> you at, that room, point yeah. at that point. At that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nah, nah, nah. <laughs> a <laughs> nah family.
1: Nah fam. This we full. <laughs> oh man.
2: Yeah. I I moved around a lot. I remember the first time I moved and then I moved out. Well, we moved out. Uh they came back to see who lived in there. Mm-hmm. And it was totally different. Hmm. It was like a whole. It was like a Puerto Rican family. Mm. So it was totally different. Like even the language changed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was not the same spot. The
1: spices changed. Yeah, the
2: whole vibe was different. And it was they vibe. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's when you realize. I realized young. Say your house no more, pop. It's <laughs> over. It's over. This shit is. This shit has been revamped under mm-hmm. new management, and uh, and uh, I was like, damn, that shit was a little jarring. But I know my first house that I like, the first crib that I ever rented, my own apartment, when I was, was out of that too. Coming by, I drive past there every so often to see. See what's what, you know what I mean. See, mm-hmm. see, you know what I mean. See what's going on. Last time I drove, or last time I walked past there, it was uh, it had some books on the on the windowsill, and it was like the such and such guide to Coachella. It was like, <laughs> I think it was a different occupant, and this right, one right, too right. was a different flavor. But it was wow, it was interesting to see. Ah,
1: yeah, I rode by my spot and and you know they had they did some upgrades so you know it was like okay it's nice you know what I'm saying and for a while i guess guess why they had a, a kid in the house they kept my basketball goal up mm. you know what i'm saying that, that you know i, I put in myself, i installed I myself you know what i'm saying yeah. had to mix up the cement and all that shit yeah. to install this goal in the driveway mhm so I was, you know, proud that it was still up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Still getting some run.
2: <laughs> Felt like they should at least put your name on the shit. You know what I'm saying? But the... <laughs> fucking like the uh what do they do? What's that shit? You know what they be giving the name the shit after. Whatever.
1: The sponsorship or something. Yeah, on honor- the All of uh, that yeah, shit. Honor- Whatever. <laughs> where they put your name in brick. And then I rolled by that again. They
2: took it the down. Said it's
1: gone. It was like, nah, this is not the sport here. We're a soccer family. Yeah, man. But you know what? That's how it goes. It's a cycle. You know, I know when we moved in the neighborhood, it was different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and it was, you know, you could tell like people had. It was a lot more organized. Like when we moved there, it was like, you know, it was everything was in place. You know right. what I'm saying? And coming from where we was coming from, nothing was in place. You know, mm. so we got there. You know, you want to play football on the streets? The coolest shit about my neighborhood when I moved there on my block mm-hmm. was that somebody had already marked off the yards oh, that's on the dope. street
2: that's in paint.
1: Yeah, and paint. So they had already painted. Invested. You know what I'm saying? They had already painted the football That's field hard. on the street, like on the side. So can't you, move now. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, they ain't paint no circle or nothing like that, no. but just along the line. Yeah. So it was really from telephone pole to telephone pole was a hundred yards.
2: Oh, that was real.
1: So I'm like, dang, So you know, a lot of people came to play on my block because uh-huh. we already had the right the, real, the marks. You on the 53. Right. You know what
2: I'm saying? Fail that shit. That's dope.
1: So, you know what I'm saying, it, it just opened your eyes to like damn, now, shit could be better.
2: You said from telephone pole to telephone pole, right? Mhm. Was it a true 100 yards? Yeah, it or, was. They like, measured it out. So, so at least in Miami, back in that day, telephone pole to telephone pole is an actual 100 yards cuz they as on, kids on that block. Yeah, you used to swear pole to pole was end zone to end zone right. and to know that it's actually 100 yards. It's pretty but
1: dope on that on, on high, that, particular, on that block. particular block in I'm that particular not sure. era. Right in that particular era on that block. Right, they measured that shit out. You can see took, 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 painted it out. That's dope. I'm like, ah oh, man, that is that's that's dope, man. Ugh. Yeah, that's. But kinda- you know that that just, that goes to show that's that's like one of the things like that be on your mind. Like I say, when you have shit that help other people. That you yeah. just did, like you know, whoever that was is legendary to to our group of right, kids. Right, right. We don't know who the visionary was that uh-huh. did it, but it was done, uh-huh. and he made it better, whoever right. or she made it better, right, for everybody else who lived on that block until they faded. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So thinking like that, like that shit changed the whole. It changed the community. One one person could change. You know what I'm saying? That whole little set of blocks. Yeah. Because now more more kids congregated there for that. I barely
2: ever see kids playing football in the street. I mean, I don't, you know, I guess I don't be looking for it, yeah, but I Travis like. Drivers
1: don't give a fuck no more. No, that's the last <laughs> thing you wanna see. Oh, oh, shit. shit. Get the fuck I'm out of the way! Don't hit my
2: car! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember that shit. I remember back in the days, that was like the hutch footballs, the little small joints that you could spiral the fuck out of them motherfuckers. Back in, 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 in the Nerf era. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can't throw them Nerfs too far, though.
2: It's just a, Get a little, a little uh, caught, in it was Get caught in the that wind. Too breezy. Too breezy. That shit <laughs> was an interception. <laughs> <laughs> you would see the shit was like a trick ball. <laughs> I think they used to sell one of them trick, like trick, fucking footballs back in the day. Oh shit! Oh man! All right. Did we uh, drop a jam? I think we did three minutes ago. Well, you didn't gem? catch it. <laughs> yeah, rewind. It's right there at the one at the one one hour mark. You should mark up the uh, the block on your shit just to. Nobody plays footballs on my I mean, just that, you know, if you build it, they will, will get come. hit. It's a
1: playground across the street. I could do it over there. Oh, okay, there you go. It's a playground across the street, but we got lumps and you got the bumps in the street. I mean, right. You know, cars parked along the side. You can't do that shit in New York. Uh, it's too much traffic. You got to be somewhere where suburbs where there's less traffic. Yeah, it's
2: no real drive through traffic. The,
1: the 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 guy that pays it for um, uh Mr. Gaffney, he uh he comes he put nets up on the on, uh, on the basketball. Rims every on, year. Not, I mean, I guess whenever they they fade out, he put new ones up because him and his brothers and they whole little clan play on Sundays over there. Oh, that's cool. So he put the nets up. And then he used to over train his son over there too. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? That was a pay-it for it. <clears throat> that's dope. That's a pay it for a moment. It's like little shit, man. Like little yeah. shit can make you Make a bigger, big difference as far as a neighborhood goes right. and a community, then a you know wider out community. Just yeah. little, little things, man. It's always like I, I think like with Monique Greenwood who owns the Aquaba Mansion, uh-huh. they pretty much set a a nice tone for how Bed Style came to be in the next era, mm. because they put the bed and breakfast there, and then they had the restaurant there, the Aquaba restaurant, then the coffee shop, and then. Uh, Crystal and her husband, Walston, had the bookstore mm-hmm. and the antique store, And it's all on one little block. Mm-hmm. But all of those little things like that drew people there. It was kind of like downtown Bad Style, Main Street Bad Style, just mm-hmm. that one strip between um, McDonough and Decatur on Lewis. Mm-hmm. So where Peaches is now, mm-hmm. it was, was downtown Bad and that one little thing drew so many people that made us move there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, oh, shit, this shit cool. You know what I'm saying? building something here. Yeah, because it's like, when you, just those small things, a bookstore, a coffee shop, and a restaurant. Right. All uh, right, you go to the restaurant, you know what I'm saying? you waiting to get your seat, so you go in the bookstore. You know what I mean? You go in the bookstore, look at some shit, you know, run into some old people that's in there just lounging around. Then, you know what I'm saying, it's good. Like, well, if you just roll up and you go to the coffee shop, it's just always people in there congregating and talking. And it always just felt like a good vibe as opposed to what you hear from the outside. Before you live in Best stuy all you hear is, oh, Best stuy again. Shit. Yeah, do it, die. You know what I'm saying? That's all you hear is the, the war stories. You don't know understand. It's like regular people live in all these hoods every day. Sweet potato pancake. You, you know, know, know what I'm saying? Exactly. And go to work. I'm like, Nigga, these niggas over here living good. <laughs> shit, <laughs> I want in. Fuck Quiet. that. You know what I'm saying? Quietly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, it, those little shits like that just make a big difference in a whole place. Mm. You know what I mean? In some places, well, the place we lived before Bad style. it was no corner. I mean, we didn't even have a bodega. You had to go like three blocks to get to the bodega. The houses was nice. Our building was cool. It was a nice park across the street, but it wasn't no little restaurant, no little bodega. You had to go too far to get to the to that spot, so it didn't feel like... Once you went in the house, you went in the house. There wasn't no real reason to go outside unless you going to the park. There was no outposts. Yeah, there wasn't no outposts. There wasn't no, no post up spot.
2: Speaking of post up spots, outposts, and all of that, I just I went to an event for Starbucks mm-hmm. uh, a little while back. They opened this thing called the Starbucks Roastery right on, I want to say 15th and 9th, right over by Chelsea Market. huge space. There's a bar inside, there's a uh, coffee prepared in various uh, brewing processes. Mm-hmm. One where it's like old school, like on a hot, damn near looks like you're cooking crack mm-hmm. again. Like it's like a, a fucking, like it's, gla- like it's like a Pyrex thing on top of a, a fucking right, hot right. plate. Mm-hmm. Then they pour the shit in and they stir it up till it start to turn into something. Mm-hmm. But to that point about setting up a, a little outpost or a place to post up, it's very interesting that it's coming up to now twenty five years since the first Starbucks opened in New York, mm-hmm. and it's so crazy because it. I mean, I I can literally remember when they first started popping up because they're even back then Starbucks was always like a wave for some uh oh some shit happening like you'd heard about it and anytime any. Anytime any like uh, franchise or something like that tries to stake a claim, especially in like New York City, mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of like they on the clock. Let's see if they gonna break through or they gonna mm-hmm. fold type shit. Right, and my been holding strong for tw- to, so much so that like it's a Starbucks damn near on every block. If not, you know what I mean. Right, and it's it's almost crazy to even remember. When that shit wasn't there at all, because right. they've all the way asserted themselves into the situation. Like quietly, you see, over maybe the last three to four or five years, you see Seven Eleven trying to do that shit, which is surprising to me because I remember Seven Eleven was nowhere near. Right, the it was city. suburban. That was a sub, yeah.
1: So, um, but um, <clears throat> but again, you know, it, it's timing because, like, right now, the state of when Manhattan, New York City, is going is is more of that. And it's not the same as where they just holding out for the local guy. The local guy can't afford to be there no more. Right. So that's they'd be like, you no, know, Manhattan is the new Queens. Is that what they say? Yeah, that's what somebody says. <laughs> what does that even mean? That means you know you got all of these uh, franchise spots and you know what I'm saying oh, uh, like national a, restaurants and like you a know mall type. Yeah, of. it's like a mall feel. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So man, they like, Manhattan is new Queens. That's funny. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> so and
2: Brooklyn's the new Manhattan. Right. Hilarious. And What's Queens?
1: That's what. That's what they always say. What's Queens? Because Queens about to be cracking with this Amazon <laughs> shit. Or it's going to be something. But that's very, is that, that's that's going to that be that Queens is a different Queens than Queens Queens. It's still Queens. Yeah, it's right same. down the blocks. Queens Bridge. Right. It's long. Like even even where Queens Bridge is, is not. It don't even feel like it's connected to the rest of the other Queens.
2: Queens is big as fuck too,
1: though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's like Long Island City Queens. Which is where Queensbridge and all that is right there. And then you got this whole um, industrial space, and uh-huh. then the airport. Right. And then you had to cut through all that to get to the other Queens, where's you know the houses and shit. Uh-huh. Well, you typically think of well, I typically twing, okay. think of Queens
2: like Floral Park
1: and all that type you of yeah, Jamaica Estates, doing you know, uh-huh. all that you know, uh-huh. uh, Hollis Queens. We you know where uh-huh. Run DMC was from, Jamaica. LL uh-huh. Cool J Queens, you know,
2: <laughs> you know <laughs> that shit. That's, that's So that's not even Queens no more. That's they waiting
1: to beat something. Queens
2: is taken by Manhattan and (laughs) Brooklyn took Manhattan.
1: What's Uh, this? Queens the new Brooklyn? I don't know. No, Queens. Queens is Queens.
2: I'm curious to see how that how that shit's gonna uh, affect what's going on over there. It definitely does feel. It's probably the uh, maybe because it's kind of new, but it that that vibe over there, Long Island City. Has a cold tech vibe to it. Like even on the nightlife, they got a. There's a couple clubs over there, like comedy clubs. The The uh, Creek in the Cave has been there forever. Not forever, but they've been there for probably at least ten years, if not longer. So they were early. They were early. Then there's the standard room out there. But you learn a lot from the crowds out there. The crowds are very like. I don't know. You go to you know.
1: Because a lot of that shit over there is. Again, that's what people are talking about with Amazon is gonna get any worse. But it's a bunch of apartment buildings that's just through they just threw up on the water. Yeah. So like new condos and apartments. And then mm-hmm. it's people who um moving in, they got jobs are just moving in. You know, so it's not as a it's not built as a community from ground up. Like They're you know what starting it. it's, it's like an insta Because you put a building in any neighborhood that has got 700, seven hundred, eight hundred units in it. That's about, you know what I'm saying, so 15, 1,600 people. That's that's all new people coming in at once. And what I've noticed about that,
2: these Insta communities, especially where that one is, it it breeds, a I don't want to say in, a level of entitlement, but that community is often pulled together based on how much they paying mm-hmm. to be in this community. And if I'm paying this much to be in this community, I expect certain shit. Right, And it, you can feel it. And it's mm-hmm. like... All right, is that, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, this this comedy club, like, more, like, motherfuckers is at the bar more than in the, like, the bar is like mixology and all that (laughs) shit. It's cool, but it's not like comedy club. Like, I, you know, peace to the mixology gods.
1: Right.
2: There's a show over here and I need y'all to, you know what I mean? I need y'all to
1: shut the fuck up. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm curious to see how that all takes shape. Yeah, it's very all this this shit is interesting because it's happening all over the country, all over the world really. Speaking yeah. of yeah, I've noticed that um
2: particularly with Amazon, right? So Amazon kind of bodied the bookstore, right? For the most part. Just kind of bodied the bookstore. Then for shits and giggles, they put a bookstore out just to, you know, just to say, hey, we remember. Mm-hmm. Here you go. In memoriam. But I'm starting it. there's a new bookstore that just opened up around the corner over here. I know you love a good Sunday bookstore. Mm-hmm. Barnes and Nobles is holding on, mm-hmm. trying their hardest. Barely. Um, Shout out to any other other book chains. I don't think there's any that I could think of. Shout out to you if you're there. Obviously, all independent motherfuckers holding on.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of independent shops. How you feel about the bookstore environment? You think it's you think it's well, coming back, or you think it's it's all like I said, you know, on a grand scale, you know. To get the masses, I think is you know is, you don't need that many because most people get their shit straight off the Amazon mm-hmm. you know what I mean, so um I think, but on a community level, on a smaller level don't even don 't sleep on the libraries too, you know I think sleep- I think there's a lot of room for libraries to innovate and become those centers in these communities, uh but on a local level and a community level, it's definitely a need for them because um. When you buy on Amazon and shit like that, it's usually shit you already heard of, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Shit you got promoted to, like somebody, you know I man, gave you a promotion uh promotional item on mm-hmm. and and then so you're just going for what, you know, you already went to go for. There's very little browsing and and discovery in it. And so and even if they you do see an ad pop up on Amazon, you still like, okay, what's that? You know, it's harder to feeling interest in it without touching it and opening it up and seeing what it's about and flipping through the pages and skipping like, oh shit, that look crazy. Let me I'm a, I'm a, I'm a walk out with this. So I think on a local level and community wise, there's room to, you know, for bookstores and shit like that to bring one people together and then to that sense of discovery of, you know, this is not just the stuff that you've been promoted to and and you saw ads for. This is stuff that you know that might interest you at this level and in this space that we're in. You live in Brooklyn; these books right here might appeal to you. It's curated, yeah. It's curated, you know. And I think that's the power of 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 real spaces. I think you know the more we get into the tech, as we see, a lot of real spaces are going away mm-hmm. because you know the rents are too damn high, right. and you know. Everybody shopping online and that's cool. But I think in the coming future there will be just some visionary shit that I probably won't be able to take advantage of. But somebody out there may, you know, helping helping the world right now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Uh But in the future, physical people who are able to bring people together in a physical way, it's gonna be a huge space for Mm -hmm. because humans, you know, will become further isolated with technology and those those common spaces or those times when they can come together I think will be uh, appreciated more and I think the value of those will increase. Yeah. Because you see it now. You see a lot of new communities like not even just New York but like in a city like Atlanta or you know, a suburban city mm-hmm. where a lot of these communities only been up for 10 15 years mm-hmm. then everybody just come in from the city, go home in their house, and then all you got out there is a Publix, you know what I'm saying, pizza spot and cleaners, and maybe a sports bar. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times you'll see the sports bars just blow the fuck up just because it's the only place for motherfuckers. everything's the club. <laughs> you know yeah, it's, it's, fucking, it's yeah. the whole shit. Like, you go to a sports club out in the suburbs in Atlanta, them Applebee's shit is, is cracking. Right, like, what the fuck is going like, on, on here? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all wait to get in for a second. They serving all kinds of things. You know, they got crab legs. They got full-on things because they are serving a bigger purpose right. than what they used to serve. Right. Because, you know, you just isolated out here. And then you're like, am I going to get into traffic, go back in the city? Uh Fuck it, we we'll go right here to the sports bar, mm-hmm. and that's what it's gonna be. So I think the value for for being able to bring people together is gonna be at a premium.
2: It's interesting too how they design too, because some of these insta communities are designed with a nod to the past. Mm-hmm. So like. It'll be a record shop that's six months old, but that shit look fifty years old. The way they do the awning and oh, all that shit. Where
1: you that at? What city is that?
2: Plenty of cities. <laughs> like when I'm flying into like some of these cities in the, let me think of somewhere like Seattle, or mm-hmm. you go to Minneapolis, like all these, like a lot of these little cities, mm-hmm. where they or um, uh, University, we'll put Raleigh. Route. Is it Durham? Yeah, Durham. I heard Durham. I thought it was, I heard they popping out there. Yeah, but I'm saying like it'll be. I don't know shots because I don't know mm-hmm. exactly. But it'll just be like you'll turn a corner and then out the blue they'll just be like two block stretch mm-hmm. with this mad new mi- bars mi- mixology. Yeah, and yeah, pour over coffee. Right, and- pour over coffee. Vegan spot. Right. Nice little place to buy vinyl. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Cool little head shop over here uh, we might you know what I mean but it's this is all brand new, but it's the it's the mix it's the 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 uh boutique movie theater that has four theaters in the shit, mm. and it looked like that shit been this in seventy four but that shit just was built in twenty fourteen right. you know what I mean like I see a lot of that it's just right. a different aesthetic and it's and it appeals you can see it like it immediately Me. appeals to people like. Okay,
1: I trust this. Yeah, because it's a need. Like, you know what I'm saying? You've been sitting on your motherfucking computer. All you seeing is, you know, pop-ups and fucking Facebook shit. Sometimes you want to get out.
2: No, the fellowship, the society of people is my lady called. No, that's real shit. But I'm just talking about even how they put a patina on that bitch. No doubt. Just to just to make it feel like
1: it's been here. It's
2: been here. This this shit is it's like when you buy jeans and they age them shits for you.
1: Yeah, but that, that appeals to certain demos. It appeals to you know certain, certain communities. Don't like that shit. Nah. See, so I want my shit to be new. I, shit, I spent all this money. I want some new ass shit. Right. I could have stayed where I was at for a patina. Joe's smoke room had a lot of patina. Right. I came out here for the shine.
2: Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying. And there's that
2: too. You go to certain areas, and that shit be shiny than a motherfucker. Right. Everything. They hitting that shit chrome. Right. Everything is shiny. A lot of glass.
1: Right. So dash mm-hmm. that. All right. So what we are we doing? What we doing? Are we stopping and then starting another hour or are we just running 2 hours straight? I it it, it said but part, well, how we breaking it up? Part 1? <laughs> no, I am just saying. Part 2. Anyway, part 1, no, part 2 coming. No, I know. The, Christmas then New Year's? It's just how, the, how yeah, you?
2: I thought we was just kicking. This is a uh This was really a two-hour shit talk. It was going to be part one of the two-hour shit talk, part two. My goal for the two-hour shit talk would have been a little bit more raucous. Mm -hmm. So progressively, like... Cause we just having a, a conversation. Right. Ain't no liquor on the table. Ain't no like ain't no the steaks ain't crazy. Nobody done walked in here. Hey, here go Charlie. And then right. the Charlie segment, 15 minutes. That was wild when Charlie came in. Uh-oh, here comes Susan. Oh Susie Big Tits. Here she go with a crazy one, two. I don't know why I got Susie Big Tits, but that's a great uh that's a great name. Somebody put Uh, that in the sketch. Anyway, (laughs) got a little bit of this.
1: uh, No, 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 no. um, I think we should probably stop right here. Oh, we'll stop right here. And then figure out what we're doing. You've just completed part one of a two-part series of talking shit during the holidays while on holiday. Episode dedicated to keeping in the conversation current with us actually being on vacation. So uh, stay tuned for next week part two of talking shit within the conversation and we out thank you for listening And the main thing of it all is to be in the conversation